Are you ready to talk Padres baseball? We've got you covered. After winning the weekend series in Washington, the Padres kick off a series in Toronto tonight. It's the first time the Padres have ever played in Toronto, meaning they have as much experience up there as our host Mike Janella has playing baseball. Uh, I have very little, aka no major league experience. Alongside Mike is a man only slightly less weird than himself, Randy Jones. I like how the guy, uh, Randy, who's wearing a shirt of himself, calls the other guy on the couch a weirdo. Go figure. Yeah. And rounding out the crew, it's Bill Center, who knows that Toronto isn't all that bad. Well, we could take him to a worse place right now if we wanted to. I'm just saying. Now, coming to you from the AMR studio inside the Western Metal Supply Company building, it's Padre Social Hour with your hosts, Mike Janella, Randy Jones, and Bill Center. Happy Monday and welcome to Padre Social Hour. Yes, the Padres in Canada at Toronto for the first time ever, a very historic series, and hopefully we can live up to that billing with an historic episode of Social Hour. What's historic, up, guys? Historic. Historic. Yeah, historic. Right. Might as well. Historic. For, first and only one today, so that'll be history-making. Uh, we're off to a good start because joining uh, me, Bill and Randy, is RJ. Always RJ. fun when you bring RJ around. Yeah, you need to come down today. Got the pooch, and he looks he looks tuckered out. <laughs> it's been a hot couple of days for well, the yeah, animals. Well, yeah, yeah, just keep, you know, getting him used to the environments and stuff. He should calm down when yeah. he gets in these environments. It's so. nice. No, it's good. And he's welcome to chime in whenever he wants throughout nice. the course of today's show. He's more than welcome to. He just to. might do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope you do as well. Obviously, as always, we've got a lot to talk about today. Uh, hashtag PadresSH, and you can join in on any of the conversations we plan on having. There's also the live chat happening at Padres.com slash social hour. Now, uh, we've got that first ever Toronto trip. Nick Canop is here to give his weekly grades. Uh, we're going to do a little bit of a wrap-up on Comic-Con. Blooper and I headed out there a couple days ago. We took camera. We have the findings of that a little bit later on today. Interesting. We're giving away this Randy Jones autograph book that we had the contest for all weekend. We're going to have the, the thrilling climax to that, uh, that contest. <laughs> uh, tinged with a little bit of sarcasm there. Um, and we've got a lot to talk about in terms of uh, the trade market, the Hall of Fame from yesterday, the inductions. Just a lot going on for this Monday. And uh, RJ is already aiming to take over yeah, the, the main chair around, here. Yeah. So. Um, so we'll get to all that. But uh, first things first, let's talk about yesterday. Uh, what a win. I mean, come from behind against the team that's first in the NL East, take the season series, 10-6, to six, the bats woke up. Uh, very encouraging seeing them fall behind yesterday and then win it and do it off of Papelbon late too. Right. Remember how when they were here and they split the series, Dusty was very unhappy with his club right. splitting with the Padres. The uh, post-game show yesterday must – I mean, the post-game with – Dusty must have been interesting. I would think. To blow that lead, to lose those two games, to lose a little ground in the East. He's not – he can be irascible. Yeah, and I, I, don't, I don't know if that's staff. Nice SAT word. That was good. Is that, is that a playoff you know, pitching staff or, a, you know, a starters? Yeah, you have some elements. I don't know if the right. bullpen I don't, stand yeah, up. Right. I don't I know don't if their bullpen's uh, playoff ca- – In runners in scoring position. I think they've got – you need three starters for the playoffs, as you know. Right. And they got three good – they got I agree. They got three quality starters. Yeah. Anytime you start with Scherzer and Strasburg, you've right. got a puncher's chance. Right. It's just a matter of can Rourke keep it up. Giolito yesterday – Phenom for the future, sent back down after the game to AAA. Still some things to work out, but uh, they can say they tagged him at least uh, yesterday. And uh, one of the big guys that we want to uh, shout out for his performance yesterday in guiding the Padres to victory or helping do so, Ryan Schimpf, our hero of the game, had himself a home run, as did Alex Dickerson. Uh, but they combined uh, with Schimpf to now extend that franchise streak to 22 straight games with a homer. You can get used to seeing that, right? Right. I'm stunned. 22. Who would have thought? I mean, 
that they would homer. Well, I don't. I'm not sure. I'd have thought. Right, and it started the game before that was a sh- they got shut out. But what we've seen in Ju- June and July, right, as far as the offense, has been very, very impressive. And the young kids like Shrimp, you talk about him and what he's done. And he, he he's got to get some attention. He's right. doing a great job. He's 28, seven years in the minors, kicking around in the Toronto system and getting absolutely nowhere. And then, yeah. he, and then he declared himself a free agency this year, which he's allowed to do. Yeah, but what have you done for me lately? Right. You know? But well, here, here's what he has done lately with the home run yesterday. So now he leads not just all rookies, but all of Major League Baseball, period, in home runs for the month of July. He is, uh, has the most home runs in any month by a Padres rookie ever. Passed uh, Jed Jerko right. yesterday, broke that record. Uh, he's the second Padre ever, and this was coming from uh, Josh Issue up in Padres PR, all these stats, which are great. Second Padre ever to have nine or more home runs in his first 100 career at-bats, but the first one to ever do it within the same season. And he still has 13 more at-bats to go to get to number 10. So this guy is just coming out of the gates like gangbusters, and he slumped when he started, but now he's clicking. I mean, have you ever seen a run like this from somebody in this uniform? Well, no, I don't think I've ever seen a run like this with the power From numbers a rookie and coming everything. Out like this? Yeah, like this. Well, in the first hundred at bats, no. And then you, better, you know, also you watch video, and somebody's going to make an adjustment. You know, a pitching staff, and he's going to have to make the adjustment along the way, and it's going to happen. When don't know. Let it happen uh, next yeah. April. I don't care. I mean, <laughs> yeah, but let it ride out the rest of the season, maybe. Up That'd until be good. this year, this was a career two fifty hitter in the minor leagues with pop with some pop. But I, he's, he's found something. He's doing something different. I mean, his numbers at El Paso were tremendous before they called right. him up here. Uh, you know, and I like his defense. I mean, I do too. It's, it's sound. He's got pretty good range to his left. It, his play at the bag is good. I like his defense. So before we poke a couple holes uh, in maybe the Ryan Schimpf story, we do want to end this portion on the high note. So uh, he's the hero of the game. Now 16 of his first 21 career base hits are for extra bases. Uh, I tweeted this stat out earlier. Of all players in the majors this year with at least 100 plate appearances, he's second in slugging behind only David Ortiz, and he's first in isolated power, which, I mean, for a kid who pretty much came out of nowhere seven years in the minors, is astounding. He's you know, not a kid. He's yeah, 28. Well, yeah. On a positive note, and also you look at Trevor's story right now and what he's done the last couple of days, how he's starting to make those adjustments, right. how he started off, you know, slowed down a little bit. They caught on to him. Now you got to make adjustments, and he's doing that a little bit. And uh, it's kind of interesting to watch some of these young kids and how they're doing this. Right. Randy, before videotape, because, uh, you know, pitchers adjust. So during the off season is when you guys would say, "Hey, there's this new guy. How'd you pitch him?" Right? right? You would make phone calls and well, yeah, or you talk to somebody, you know. But also, it's just a matter you gotta you gotta get sixty feet six inches from him, right? And that's how you learn to make adjustments. Or you'd you send know. carrier pigeons back in the day, right, with notes and scouting reports. Don't be a smart aleck, Mike. <laughs> right? right, but I mean, but <laughs> pitchers talk to each other. Yes. I mean, throughout the major leagues. And now they've got all this videotape oh, to go yeah. with it. They got so much information. Right. They have so much information. But in your, when you were pitching during the offseason, if there was somebody that you, that you saw for the first time and somebody else hadn't seen, you'd say, hey, this is well, what I yeah, saw. Yeah, especially the spring training. There was right. you know, one person. You, you talked to somebody about it and, you know, what have you been doing? And, you know, mine was a little bit different. I mean, sinker ball slider. And just, well, yeah. All I did was figure out how to get the kid on his front <laughs> foot, and he's out. You know, that, that's what my job yeah, was. But that, so it was a little bit different for me. That pollination of, of info, it happens a lot faster now. So we'll see. Trevor's story, I think, is a great uh, test case because yeah. he came out of the gate 
gangbusters as well. He had his slumps and his adjustments. Now he's coming back around. We'll see how Schimpf navigates those waters uh, the remainder of this season and heading into next. But for right now, let's enjoy this honeymoon period because he keeps cranking them out, and we'll keep, uh, we'll keep taking it and seeing that home run hey, streak continue. Hey, like that RJ just went up in the pottery store. Yeah, he's going shopping. Yeah, Nikki's chased him. Yeah, yeah. I like that. <laughs> Nikki, the dog wrangler, has to go running through all the uh, the All Star you know, Game merchandise. RJ, the good RJ. RJ. Um, so that's Ryan Shim from yesterday, RJ, the hero of the game. Hero of the game brought to you by the Hero Program, a new way to upgrade your home to save energy and water. Visit HeroProgram.com to learn more. So Shimp, and this is something you kind of alluded to, Bill, where he, you know he's not a kid anymore. This isn't some highly touted young prospect with. 10 years ahead of him in the heart of an order. You know, he's 28 now, but we're seeing more guys get that playing time. Jankowski is a little bit younger, but now playing more and maybe even more on the way if there is a Melvin Upton trade. Um, Alex Dickerson, he's in the lineup again today uh, with Melvin Upton not in the lineup, second day in a row, uh, interestingly enough. Um, do you see, out of those three guys, I guess, who's got the, uh, the brightest future for you? Who's got the most ceiling? Yeah, or who would you like? Who do you like, like having around the most looking to next year? Who will be the most useful? Who's got the higher ceiling? Because Schimpf, I think he's obviously older, but if he can keep this up in the short term, you know, more than Jankowski can over the long term, he's got some value there. Or right. Well, versa. you also have to look at who else is coming up. You would say just naturally, I think you'd say Jankowski, but you got Manuel Margot coming up, and he's the center fielder of the future. They, they project him to be yeah, so. You can't, I don't think you can discount what Jankowski's done. No, you can't. And I think this is a small sample size, the little things that I see. Right. You know, the speed and how he utilizes that. And I think it's better at bats. I'm seeing better plate appearances, a little more discipline. And, you know, little things, but he's getting the opportunity to play to get the at-bats to get better. But they love Margot as the center fielder of the future. Yeah, but Jankowski's here right now. Right. Yeah. Well, he's going to be here next year, too. I agree. Uh, one way or the other. Uh, st I think Jankowski right now, to me, uh, is, is above the other two because there's more of a track record. And when you've got speed and you can play defense, yeah, I agree. there's a spot for you no matter if you, you know, there's a spot for you. And so I, I think Jankowski's on next uh, yeah, year's Yeah, if you want to prioritize, but Dickerson, too, as well as he right. swings the bat from the left side and the power that he has and the capabilities that, that that might turn into right. a real number I think getting the, the opportunity plus I mean, Dickerson could really be your left-handed pinch hitter I'm telling you it's, it's a what a great problem to have right now what, right. what we've seen on the offensive side right you know and I notice we haven't talked about pitching that must be another segment <laughs> yeah uh, Nick Caniff was here with his glowering look <laughs> there's, at what there's, the pitchers a, have lot, to there's offer. a lot of young pitchers but there are no <laughs> pitchers close uh, a tough news today I saw on Twitter Chris Paddock down in single A had to leave the game today before he even threw a pitch uh, he was warming up for uh, for the tin caps he's the guy who came over in that Fernando Rodney trade right. threw three warm-up pitches grabbed his arm trainer came out and they took him out so no further news on that yet we'll try yeah. and pass that along if we get anything but uh yeah uh, just a, a little side note there for you but yeah the pitching otherwise I mean Friedrich the fairy dust is gone I mean what, what he started out here when he came over and now this last few starts and yesterday couldn't get out of what the third inning was right. as far as he lasted no. I mean that's I not think, encouraging I think the pitching to me is a huge concern right now because massive the, yeah. the help that's coming is right now at low a and a little bit at a but mostly Low A and below short season. It's, it's just not close enough. Right. Well, pitchers do get here a little bit quicker in position players. Yeah, but still, still there's, two years there's away. There's some yes, there's some innings to, right. to be. They're all, they're two to three years away in pitching. Yeah, that's uh, for certain, and we'll see. Maybe this can be in a team next year where they just try and outslug everybody. But right now, that was kind of the formula yesterday. Dangerous way to live, 
but it was a, a good win yesterday, 10-6, despite Friedrich's shortcomings. Now we'll see if that bullpen use yesterday has any spillover into today with uh, Colin Ray needing to go. What do you like, eight innings today? No, just give me seven. Just seven's I all you're be, asking I'd for? I'd get seven, I'd be tickled right. to death. Seven would be good. Tickled to death. Uh, and very encouraging yesterday, too, Will Myers with a, a big base hit. He'd been in a pretty massive slump. Uh, but was able to get that big, even though he got caught uh, trying to stretch his single into a double. Still ended up clearing the bases and uh, making the Padres uh, well on the way to victory yesterday. So a good one yesterday, and they take the season series from a team that is potentially a World Series contender. You can't knock that. I can't argue with that. Yeah. No. Pretty good. All right, we've got some tweets coming in. We'll get to here in a little bit. But when we come back, we're going to take a look at uh, Comic-Con for one last time. As I mentioned, Blooper and I headed out there a couple days ago. Uh, we saw some interesting characters, so we'll tee that up for you when we come back. Hey, guys, when the Padres come back here to San Diego, it's the next baseball night in San Diego. Saturday, July 30th, when it's the Padres and the Reds at 540, all fans in attendance will receive a pair of SD earbuds presented by United Airlines. Get your tickets at Padres.com. They're getting set up in Toronto. We keep it rolling here in San Diego. This is Padres Social Hour. Before every game, get your Padres talk on with us. This is Padres Social Hour. Less than an hour away from first pitch, Padres at Blue Jays, one of those teams that has a, a funky first pitch time, 407 p.m. Right. It's not a 405 or a 410. Not 410. It'll be 410, and Ted really hate that because of three minutes late. Oh, yeah. Oh. yeah. <laughs> Got to have that every oh, one of those minutes. It. Uh, it's the metric system, right? That's why you lose the time Whatever. switch oh, up there. Yeah. <laughs> it is the first ever trip to Toronto for the Padres. Fun fact now, this makes it, this completes the puzzle. Every major league franchise, every current team has now played in every other current major league city. city this right. is the only one that had not happened yet. So. Padres were the only team yeah. that hadn't visited. Exactly. Other. Very cool. So um, now we're done. Yeah. Finito. Wrap it up. Uh, Denise, who uh, tweets in often, a Canadian. She was actually down right. here for All-Star Week and got to meet her. It was awesome. She says uh, she told us to take it easy on Canada earlier on Twitter. So I love Canada. Of course we're going to take it easy on them. She says, me too. By the way, if you want to say Toronto like a Canadian, it's Toronto. That's how you pronounce it. T-R-O-N-N-O. So maybe the next couple days Whoa. we can... I'm not, I won't get way. used to that. It might, it might be <laughs> another 30 years before we get there. So. See, I've always, I've always had this trade. What? Our national anthem and North Dakota for the Canadian national anthem. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what, what the stats on that are, if that's a balance. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I Wouldn't it be great? Just make it, instead of O Canada, O America. Great national anthem. One of the best national anthems ever. So I say trade our national anthem. Oh, I like our national anthem. Our national anthem's yeah, great. Come on. Of all people, Bill, I'm surprised you'd want to get rid of the, uh, the Star Spangled you know, Banner. What, what I just really hated is we used to be on the mound. You know, when they do the anthem, right. you had to stand still for both of oh, them. Oh, for both oh, of them? Do double, yeah. You know, you're wanting to throw the first pitch, and your adrenaline's flying. You're, you're, like, a, you're like a flag yourself. You're waving oh, on the Oh, Canada. <laughs> <laughs> well, you heard it here Man. first. Bill Center hates North Dakota and our national anthem, and Randy hates Canada's hate national North anthem. Dakota. So there you go. I just say give, give them North Dakota. What? Yeah. That's some good bird hunting there. Don't give them that. <laughs> yeah, keep, keep that. Keep RJ there. Yeah, come on now. Yeah. Uh, question in from, uh, from James Clark. Uh, we were talking about maybe places next year for Schimpf, Jankowski, et cetera. He wants to know, can uh, Padre Central, you, Bill, can you give us a prediction on next year's opening day lineup? <laughs> Whoa. No. No. Because I have no not idea. Even try, Bill, not even don't trying. Don't go there, man. No. I have don't no idea. I, I think there are going to be wholesale changes, uh, maybe not at the trading deadline, but over the winter. I think there are going to be a lot of changes. 
It's tough because you can easily predict just based on the guys in the minors, but you don't know who's going to be blocking a spot or who's still going right. to be here, who may be here next week, uh, or you let alone even, next you April. You can't even predict who's going to be here. Who's, I mean, who's going to be here in September? Right. My, I think Myers. And number well, two on my list would be Solarte. That's real safe. Right. Okay. But, I mean, who else beyond that do you think have has a spot locked? No. I think no. that says it all right there. Right. Yeah, so it'll be interesting. I so agree. sorry, James, that we couldn't answer your question, but I think that's part of the reason you asked that kind of a question because there is a lot of turmoil and a lot to still be determined for this <laughs> franchise over the next. I think there's going to be a l- lot of movement. I think what you got to look at maybe by September. I don't anticipate a lot of call-ups by us. That's usually or not right. our nature. Uh, but I think there'll be a few, and I'd like to see that the small sample size. Mm-hmm. And I'll like to in September talk to you about who are candidates that we might have in AAA who will compete maybe for the 25-man roster right. next year. Hedges. That would be interesting. <coughs> Hedges, Renfro, Aswahi, Margot. I, I said September. I just teased it. I didn't ask you now. <laughs> okay, well, those, those are four that I got right away. Well. We've got plenty of time did, to did see you how you did, So did, you didn't want to ask that question until September. That's what I'm trying to say. Okay. Better, you know, stretch it out a little bit. Gonna have to get RJ Edges sitting between you two again to separate this fight here. <laughs> you know, <laughs> this is the fun you get when you put Bill and Randy on the same couch. Um, speaking of it. fun, Blooper and I a couple days ago headed out to Comic Con. It's now gone. They're packing everything up. You guys had a much easier time getting in here today than the last couple days. I, I take it. No, mine was good. You were yeah. good, yeah. So we went out there and uh, we met with some people. We were just out in the street walking around. Took a camera, took a microphone, and we were just asking some folks there some questions. Some were a little bit real, and some were a little bit just to see how much baseball they actually know, how much they've been paying attention. So yeah, right. here it is uh, with uh, we Social Hour taking on Comic-Con. Take a look. If you needed one guy to steal second base for you, would you rather have Superman or The Flash? Oh, the Flash. Flash. Flash, of course. I say the Flash, because he's almost as fast as me. Is Sonic really faster than the Flash? With a good chili dog? Heck yeah. Definitely the Flash. Flash, for sure. Oh, probably Superman. No, yeah. Superman. Hey, layer that. Agree to disagree? Layer, no, no, agree to disagree. Layer that field with Kryptonite, and he's not going to be running that fast. Oh, yeah, that, that's true. Mm. How about the Incredible Hulk? Would you let him in the Hall of Fame, or would he not get in because of PED use, steroid use? Yeah, I think he's got some drug problems there, yeah. Probably not making it in, right? Probably not. <laughs> I think he'd be disqualified. I think he'd be out, because you don't need drugs, you just need chili dogs. No, because it's not his fault. It was a result of a test gone horribly wrong, and radioactive activity. I don't know if they're against the whole green skin thing, so... The new rumored name for the next Star Wars droid, they had BB-8 last time in uh, Force Awakens, was awesome. OPS Plus, your thoughts on the name? It sounds like a urinal. You know, they, they make it work. You, you watch the movies and it all works. I'm okay with it. It's a little, like, bit of a tongue twister, but yeah, I'm okay with it. I just want to know what it looks like. That's yeah. it. <laughs> That's really all I want to know. That's the important thing, right? There's this movie a lot of people are talking about, Babip, the trailer. What would you think of that one that came out today? I'm assuming you saw it. I haven't. No, I've been uh, sleeping under a Ferris wheel until the sun started to set for the shadows. Well, I'm going to see it as long as it has chili dogs. I right, love it, man. We'll go get some chili dogs. Thank Appreciate you. it. Have a good one. Thank you. 
Those, those are the kinds of people you run into in the street in Comic-Con. Mm-hmm. A couple of explanations, because the two of you oh, gentlemen just a couple. have the blank faces from some of the stuff we saw Whoa. in there. So Sonic the Hedgehog, on the TV show, chili dogs are his favorite food. It's like lasagna for Garfield. And that young gentleman really committed to the character, hence the continued use of chili dogs in every answer that he had. Uh, OPS Plus and Babbitt both advanced sabermetric stats, if you guys are familiar with that. Uh, yes, yes, we know So those that. two questions were a bit of pulling the... The, the wool over the eyes, but the other two were pretty interesting. Superman or the Flash? Who you got in the foot race? The Flash seemed to be pretty much the obvious choice. In a foot race? Yeah. Well, yeah, Flash. There you go. And Bill I'll couldn't go with care that less. Because I could care less. <laughs> yeah. so it was a fun time at Comic Con, and we had some great guests coming in here too. Uh, Derek Waters from Drunk History was here at Comedy Central. Ashley and David Eckstein were here yesterday. Bill, you were here for that. So wow. uh, now uh, Comic Con packs on up. Heads out of town, and we'll see you again next year. But, uh, yeah, we had some fun. Blooper, you enjoy our time out there in the streets? It was fun. It was a little warm. Very warm. A little warm that you day. You guys weren't even fun. in costume. Well, you were in a costume. The uh, Padre Social Hour host <laughs> costume? <laughs> I mean, you wore all black. Yeah. It was That's like 98 I, degrees you wore I all black. I sweat so much that I know, you know what, if I'm going to sweat anyway, I might as well wear black to conceal it because anything else I'm going to look like Good call. a disaster. So Good call. it's a little warmer, but it helps. I help. It helps me uh, look a little bit better. Yeah, it'll right. be 80 degrees out there. The last, yeah, I wish it could have been today. Uh, the last thing we're doing here, Comic-Con related, we've been touting this all weekend, the Randy Jones autographed uh, version of the Padres Hall of Fame coffee table book. And we ran a co- contest through the weekend. Send us your best photos of you in a Comic-Con related costume, and Blooper would pick the best one. And this is uh, Blooper's idea. And the and contest, uh, yeah. we, it didn't go that well. Uh, we got two entries the entire weekend, but that means we get to put them head-to-head against each other. Uh, Blooper, do you have them ready to yeah, show? Yeah, ready to go. All right, first one was the first one we got. This was back on, I think, Thursday. Uh, so James Clark tweets in. He's wearing the uh, Pennywise costume from Stephen King's It with the uh, Padres hat on there watching Randy Jones. So that was the first one we had. And then the next one came in from Tom Hughes in his blue Power Ranger outfit. So that's pretty much all we got. So this all comes down to uh, now Blooper's choice. We told him he got to be the one to make the, uh, the pick here. So Blooper, who wins? It's a tough decision. There are so many uh, <laughs> options. Too many to yeah, choose from. No, uh, Blue Power Ranger. I was a Blue Power Ranger for Halloween as like, a little kid. So that's my that winner. That does not surprise uh, me yeah, whatsoever. Yeah, I was just going to say the <laughs> same yeah. thing. He would right. be the Blue that Power Ranger. That looks like something yeah. you'd wear. <laughs> I thought a little he might kid, be. like really little what, kid. The Teletubby costume didn't fit. <laughs> the Teletubby <laughs> usually was the after a child. I like it, Bill. Congratulations, Tom Hughes. Uh, We'll tweet at you. We'll figure out a way to get this to you, my man. Uh, So congrats. And, uh, James, you did good. But that blue Power Ranger, that was obviously the key to Blooper's heart. So uh, that does it for our our Comic-Con coverage. And we thank you. I can hardly wait for for the next contest. How about you? (laughs) Uh, I won't come up with the ideas for (laughs) you. Yeah, leave the ideas to uh, (laughs) to the rest of us, Blooper. Uh, Learn your lesson there. All right, we're going to come back. We're going to have Nick Hanifa here to give out his grades for the Padres' performance in the past week. So stick around for that. You can also make sure to join the Padres this offseason in helping to create a world without cancer by participating in Padres Pedal the Cause, an annual cycling fundraiser November 12th and 13th, starting and ending at Petco Park. Anyone can ride, even kids. The event is much more than just a ride. Check out more details and learn how you can get involved at gopedal.org. I've already seen Nick's grades. They're the, the roughest in over a month. You're going to have to hear him give out his hot takes and his tough grades. So don't go far. This is Padres Social Hour. You want to talk Padres? Lucky for you, we're doing exactly that. This is Padres Social Hour from the AMR studio inside Petco Park. 
407 first pitch. Padres at Blue Jays. Colin Ray against Aaron Sanchez. We're getting you set here in the AMR studio. Kicked out both uh, Big RJ and Little. Owner and dog to make room for Nick Hanupa here on the Cholula hot seat. We didn't want the animals near the hot seat. Quick so. question. Fire away. With Shemp doing what he's doing, what's the deal with Spangenberg, do you think? Well, Spangenberg, we may never see him again. I mean, there's no injury I mean, update. What, he's, you know. No, he's, he's not coming back heal. this year. He, they, they, they now said that it's going to take a long time for that to heal properly, and they've, they've said he probably will not play again this year. The other day, the moving conversation was, yeah, moving in spring training, is it a Swahe? Is it Spangenberg? Is it Schimpf's job to lose? I think Schimpf is putting him I'm, – I'm not totally sold that this is the Schimpf we're going to see 162 games, but he has certainly moved into a position where I think it's his job right now to lose. And this isn't Wally Pipp and Lou Gehrig. I, I, mean, right. you know, I mean, but, you know – He's playing. The other guy ain't. Yeah, yeah, and he's playing well. Yeah. He's crushing it. Uh, so let's get to your grades now, Nick. Uh, the Cholula hot seat. So uh, the team went 2-5, and five, and I already know that that means that this is not going to bode well for them on your grades. And uh, actually, uh, well, I'll have the staff for the end, but it is, these are the harshest grades you've given this team overall in over a month. And there's one in particular that I'm surprised at, but we'll save that for last. It was not a good week. It was not. Uh, so um, uh, how bad was it? We'll start with the offense. What grade do you give them? Well, I gave the offense a C, and granted, they're hitting home runs, which are great. Every day, but, literally. you know, they were two and five. I mean, I, it's, it's great. Uh, I thought the loss, the, the, the loss in St. Louis was maybe their worst loss of the year, the last one. When they blew a five to one lead, sure. That, that Worse than right. blowing a ten run lead, but that's not on the offense. Uh, this was that, that was a this was a bad one, man. This, I, I thought it was a terrible. Uh, you know, and they still getting Myers. Uh, you, you make the case now because I think I've talked about it with Bill. Is the home run derby good for hitters? This oh. guy hasn't done anything not since the home, the home run derby. That was four minutes of swings. I think it's the whole week of stuff, not the home run derby. Oh, what do you think, Bill? I, I do think that some hitters, it has affected adversely. I'm not sure that Myers. Oh, yeah. Not you, the you case here. You cannot say they for Bray sure right. that he has, but he has not been good since the All-Star game. Yeah, I think it's because of the whole week and having being busy and not having a break himself, not because of four minutes where his brother, you know, hit him in the shoulder and he only hit Yeah, maybe, maybe he did some – it's a padre. He could be, out, could be out for five years with that. We, we've learned, yeah, the, the <laughs> initial prognoses have not been the most accurate with the injuries this year. Um, so the offense gets a C uh, from Nick. So the pitching, I can only imagine. Uh, uh, D minus. Even worse. As in dog, and I may have been generous. You, you might you think have. I was? You might have been. Uh, the pitching right now, it's the starters – The starters scare me. And the only thing that scares me more than the starters is or the, the bullpen. <laughs> right. uh, and, and it's scary going into Toronto, with, with, which is a bombshell. Yeah, you know, and I Bautista mean, coming back from injuries, right. back in the lineup for them today. I think he's leading off, I, mean, I saw. That's a so scary that place for this pitching staff to be going into. Uh, yeah, the, among all of Major League Baseball, last week alone, yeah, fourth worst ERA, bottom uh, third in walks and batting average against. They're not striking anybody out, so... That one, I'm okay with that with that grade. D-minus for the pitching. Now, the fielding, which has been your favorite category to give out all year long, also bad. Uh, D, again, I just don't see. Other than the occasional play in the outfield, I see nothing really spectacular to. Outside of left and center when Jankowski and Upton yeah. are in the game together. Yeah. Right. I mean, that, that, you know, and, and even Kemp has been better than he was. I mean, I, but, you know, it had some bad luck yesterday on that dive which I could have been an out. 
So it should have been an out. Yeah, I think it should have been. But you know, the defense has been the category you've scored consistently the lowest. You're not seeing any improvement from what you s- from earlier in the year when they were doing worse? Uh, well, you see, I mean, Solardi makes a play once in a while. Ramirez, like no. I say, no. He's just not the guy. And, uh, you know, and, and nothing against him. He's just, he's just not the guy. Ramirez's range, I think, is totally shot. I think Bethancourt, Bethancourt, I think, is just a stud. I, I think he's an athletic specimen. Well, you know, come a week from now, I may see him playing a little bit more. Well, I think I've said it from the – I said it over a month ago. Derek Norris has got to be traded. You've got to right. do something. And Austin Hedges absolutely can't be traded. That thing was floating around. I know. Oh, my goodness. I, you can't do that. No one's untouchable for the no, right package you, back. Holy it's like smokes. A, if a Chris I mean, Sale deal, you're not going to put Austin Hedges in that? I mean, there's always a player that can get – Hey, that kind of with return. the number of uniforms the Padres go through, <laughs> Sale would cut would be with the busiest tailor in America here. <laughs> Maybe not the best fit. Um, now this was the grade that surprised me the most because you gave the coaching. Uh, they haven't had less than a C all year long, but this week you give them a D minus, a D plus, D what, plus. What they do to earn your ire? You love not, them so much. I just not, did not like the way, for the most part, that the team played this week. And I, like, like I say, they don't control pitching, but they control they can control pitches. And what they did with Jerko was batting practice. I mean, Jed Jerko, at best, at the best time of his life, is a dead flat average hitter, and he's. You know, he's Roberto Clemente up there. I mean, come on. No. I, 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 like I say, I, 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 you can't blame them for any of the losses. I could give them an A just as easily I can give them a D plus. But I didn't like the way this team played this week. Would you have plunked them? <laughs> I want Yeah. He's from West Virginia. He would have got over it. <laughs> <laughs> the thing never, that, never heard a better rationale for hitting someone. <laughs> and I think Randy probably can. The thing that stunned me when Jerko was up was the number of times the pitchers missed the target. Oh, yeah. I mean, it they was were giving incredible. Them, yeah, that's not on the coaching, though. No. I mean, well, I mean, make a couple of visits to the mound. Hey, right. I mean, you know, I, I like I say. I think Nothing sometimes it gets to the I point where Balsley doesn't want to go out yeah, and see him. I, yeah, I know. It says, <laughs> Might what, be the what case. am I going to do? Uh, know, so the grades this week, offense C, pitching D minus, fielding D, coaching D plus. First time you haven't given a single A or a B since June 13th. Whoa. In almost a month and a half. It was a rough week uh, in the a classroom. Lo- a, a, lot of drug, a lot of drugs since then. So, <laughs> <laughs> Whatever gets you through the night, Nick. Uh, we'll see you again next Monday. Thanks so much. You can put away the Comic-Con costume now until next year as well. I know you're excited. I think I'm wearing that. one now. <laughs> That's Nick Canepa on the Cholula Hot Seat. Uncapped real flavor with Cholula Hot Sauce. The hot sauce with the iconic wooden cap and the official hot sauce of the San Diego Padres. When we come back, we'll uh, take a listen at some of the Hall of Fame comments from yesterday and talk about those. Both we have today's lineup for you coming up down the road, so don't miss that. You're watching Padres Social Hour. From analysis of what's happening on the field with your Padres to insights on everything MLB, we've got it right here. This is Padres Social Hour. Back here in the AMR studio, we've got a line of the check for you. We've got uh, some pitching matchups to break down. But first, 
as we welcome Randy back to the couch with Bill. Uh, some tweets to take a look at. So All we, right. Uh, we, okay. Yeah, it's fun, right? Social hour. Sure. Um, so we announced the winner of that, that contest, the costume uh, contest. So now you're getting earlier. costume pictures coming in. No, no, we're getting some reaction to, to the contest. So everyone knows the contest is over. Let me guess. You got more reaction than you did. <laughs> An actual entries, entrance? Right. Yes. <laughs> that is factual uh first ghost of ray croc saying next year announce the contest before comic-con not during hashtag blame blooper so bloop you next had, time you had four days next time you run a contest you had four days to tweet in a that, picture that's your suggestion uh james clark who lost he was one of the two entries and lost says i'm officially on the blame blooper campaign after his horrid decision next time i'm wearing a bills hat for the win that would have been a good costume. Oh. Unfortunately, I think you wear anything yeah. Bills, and that's, that's just you know, you're going to win call. on Blue. Yeah. yeah. you got to know to grease the palms of the right. people. Power Rangers was like yeah. my wheelhouse. Somebody once said, you know, I would have stepped up personally, got another book, and gave them both once since you only had two contestants. That's the big league way to do it, Blooper. Can you find us another book? I can get you another <laughs> book. I can get you another book. Ooh, there may be a we, happy ending for everyone after you know, all. I'm, I'm just confident I can find another book. It's a good idea. As, Fingers as crossed. somebody once said, there, you know, there are two L's in Bills, but there should be four. Oh, Bill's coming in hot today. Whoa. I love it. Man. The Teletubby, the Bills. I love it. This is great. Uh, you can do this more often. <laughs> focus, on, focus on blooper, not on me. Not, when it's directed that way, it's away from me. Um, and then a sad tweet from Paul Barban who says, It's a sad week. I'm moving to Colorado Springs. Don't worry, not switching teams, Padres for life, but going to miss watching Social Hour. We're still online, Paul. Yeah. Yeah. Sad to see you go. Not but a bad part of the country. Colorado Springs, pretty area. Yeah, it is a great area. It's nice. But yeah, stick around. Uh, Padres.com slash social hour. Gateway to Rocky right Mountain Park. There you go. And if you need any recommendations for what to do now in your new home, evidently Bill is your guy. So send him in some yeah, questions, and he can let you know. All right, take a look at today's uh, pitching matchup now, and it's presented by Water and Sports, the physical therapy, the official physical therapists of the San Diego Padres. We've got Colin Ray, who Randy's been trying to get up to a new level all year long, right. brings in his 501 ERA against Aaron Sanchez. Kid is a stud. He has won uh, nine straight decisions. He's 10-1, and one, an ERA under three, and then 108 strikeouts in 125 innings. Kid's good. He's approaching his innings limit for Toronto maybe this year, but for now, he's still out there dealing. Uh, Randy, what does Colin Ray have to do to stack up against Sanchez? Well, the, you know, the big thing is the consistency in the strike zone. He's, sometimes he'll start nibbling and getting behind hitters where he has to challenge them, and that's where he'll get into trouble. And that's the one thing he can't afford to do. He's got to get ahead of hitters. And when he's really, really effective when he does that. And once he's – if he has good command, uh, his pitch count goes way down. Right. He has a chance of, you know, going deeper in the game into the seventh inning. And I know they're watching pitches and innings pitched, and I understand that. But, you know, when you, when you see Colin Ray, he struggle early. If if he's not hitting his location, it's 2-0, and 2-1, oh, 3-1. and one. And he's going to get in trouble because then he's going to challenge somebody, and that's when he's going to get hurt. You know, I've noticed when he gets strike one, he's got a pretty high percentage oh. of getting outs on strike two. I agree, yes. Uh, but it, he doesn't throw a lot of strike ones. Yeah, and and also, you know, like that two-seamer, like the left-handers, that moves quite a bit back in. And I think a lot of times the umpires will quit on that pitch, and that's just something you have to establish as a starting pitcher and get a reputation for it. He's not getting the call a lot of times in that. And that does complicate it quite a bit. But right. that, that's, that's down the road, you know, hey, you've got to find another way. If that's not working, find another way. Yeah, uh, and immediately on the road tonight in Rogers Center against that lineup and against Aaron Sanchez, he's got his work cut out for him. So we'll see how Colin Ray does against uh, one of the great young starting pitchers in the game and one of the most potent lineups 
in the league as well. That's the water and sports physical therapy pitching matchup. They're San Diego's leader in aquatic and land therapy with seven convenient locations. Visit waterandsportspt.com. Now, yesterday, forget young, good young players in the game, two of the all-time great players ever enshrined in Cooperstown. Mike Piazza goes in as a catcher with the Mets. Ken Griffey Jr. Uh, in center field with the Mariners. Both had uh, excellent speeches, I thought, uh, and it was just—it was fun. It's always a fun day in Cooperstown. But I wanted to talk about uh, Mike Piazza because he mentioned about his time here, and we had that clip. So let's take a listen to what Mike Piazza had to say about his time playing here in San Diego. I was blessed to play one season in San Diego for a great manager in Bruce Bochy, a cool general manager in Kevin Towers. I always look back on my one year with fondness and affection, wonderful fans, and a great place to play. I also got to spend some time with Tony Gwynn, who sadly is no longer with us. I think he alone cost me about three batting titles. But he brought out the best in me, and I was very pleased the National League batting title would be named after him and the American League title after the amazing Rod Crew. Now, Piazza played a year in Oakland after he played here, but didn't mention no. them in his speech, but no. he made time to mention his time here. I thought that was a nice little touch. Yeah, a, a pretty, pretty special time here, I think. I, it was, and, and he, turn, he helped turn them into a, content, I mean, a playoff team that I year. Agree. They won the division title, and that was you know, two, 2006, 2007 were the last. Yeah. So I thought he had a really good year here, but the one thing, he offensively, I liked him defensively. You know, calling a game, but his arm was his his arm. Yeah, was that's gone. been the knock he, on him even right. back when he was a rookie. That's right, I kind of ran out of gas right. on that too, for sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I remember those those floaters to second base. But you know, both both had great careers and well deserved. Yeah. Ken Griffey, during his speech, I just wanted to point this out because it was the coolest thing, I think, yesterday. At the very end, he gets the, the backwards cap on. He pulls it out from under the podium. We're taking a look now. I mean, that's the look that made me fall in love with baseball as a during kid. During pr- batting practice? Yeah, BP, right. just crushing home runs, the smile, the backwards cap. Uh, I mean, it was awesome. And his suit, by the way, it looks like it's pinstripes on TV. It was actually embroidered. Each one said Hall of Fame Class of 2016 up and down the suit. I mean, that, that style, baby. Right. That is so cool. Still the kid. Welcome to the big leagues. Oh, Damn. so nice. So I got a question. Uh, that, well, you actually, you brought it up today. You asked the question. Oh, before uh, building around in their yeah. peak? Yeah. So, uh, so, yeah, I emailed Bill, and he tries to steal my questions. What kind of no, hospitality I, I, is this? <laughs> so here's the question. Uh, Griffey, in his peak powers, you get Griffey at his absolute best. How does he compare – to some of the other greats in your mind in terms of if you were, say, building a team around someone. Obviously, well, certain names come to mind. Mays, Mantle, Ruth, Bonds, you know, A-Rod, if you want to deal with their off-the-field stuff. But Griffey, at his 50-home run, gold-glove caliber best, where does he stack up for you in terms of the all-time greats at his apex? I think he's right there. I mean, the one right. thing, if you talk about, you know, Ken Griffey, it's, it's the injuries. Well, especially when he went over to Cincinnati. Right. All the time, all the games, the months that he missed, in that little gap right there, I mean, changed the whole complexion, I think, of his career numbers. And, and if you think of him and how great, great a ball player he was. It's interesting to think how far Mantle and Griffey would have covered it oh if they my. had good health. That, that is a great – you know, if, if they right. were healthy 100% of the time, career. that could have been some scary numbers right. by Ken Griffey Jr. No, that – they were Absolutely. scary already, both Mantle and Griffey, with all the time they did miss. I mean, think, yeah. It's, that, that's amazing. One of the great really what-ifs. How Mays. about you? Mays is the top for you? I, I still think Mays might have been the be- greatest all-around talent. Run, hit, field. 
Although Griffey, I think, was every bit as good as Mays in center field. And when he's healthy. Right, and when he's healthy. But yeah. but given the fact that Mays was out there every day for so many years, uh, towards the end of his career, yes, he did, he did as you well, well know. Right, but uh, I, got, I got Mays and Griffey right there at the top. No, I, I don't have no argument with that whatsoever. Yeah, I just, I mean, obviously. I mean, just electric stuff when you watch him when he was younger. Oh, oh. yeah. And whew. I mean, yeah, having obviously come of age in the Griffey prime, it was also it was that that extra right. something. It was the off the field. It was the smile. It was the commercials. It was you know being being the coolest guy around. That just was that extra you know the genesis qua that a lot of players don't have, even some of the all time greats. If a ball was hit to center and he was in center, you knew he could get it. Oh yeah. If he knew if he hit a ball, you knew nobody was. Gonna no, get nobody it. get yeah. it. Yeah. Couldn't have said it any better myself. So congratulations again to Ken Griffey Jr. and Mike Piazza on their Hall of Fame inductions. It was great seeing those speeches and all the fans that made it out to Cooperstown for that yesterday. Hey, guys, be at Petco Park on Friday, July 29th for Party in the Park, presented by Southwest Airlines for your chance to win a trip for two to Las Vegas with airfare from Southwest and amenities provided by Las Vegas. It's a Vegas-themed happy hour before the Padres take on the Reds at 740. That's this Friday. Get your tickets at Padres.com slash party. Melvin Upton not in the lineup for a second straight day. We'll tell you who is in it when we come back. You're watching Padres Social Hour. We're talking Padres all season long. This is Padres Social Hour, coming to you from the AMR studio inside the team store. We've got today's lineup for you coming up. But first, a tweet in from uh, occasional co-host Brady Phelps says, uh, driving, listening to Mike Janela babysit Padres Central and Randy Jones here on the show. I like that when the hosts are watching or listening when they're not actually here. Because I know you guys never watch when you're not here, right? All the time. <laughs> just want to make sure. It's got a little desk t- TV right there by Good. my. Uh, that was the right answer. I'm just, well, just, it just testing. It depends who's on the couch. When Bill's on, you don't watch? Oh, no, I watch Bill. Okay. But there's certain guys, like the guy that just tweeted in. Yeah. <laughs> when Phelps is on? Yeah. <laughs> Can't blame you. No, we love Bates. you, Brady. Thanks for chiming in. your babysitting. Um, you know. right. Time for today's lineup hey. presented by United Airlines. Come on down, What's Brady. It? Yeah, come on, Brady. Yeah, drive on down. Bill and Randy have some words for yeah, you. Yeah, you little weasel. Uh, leading off in center field, <laughs> Travis Jankowski as Melvin Upton gets another day off. Andy Green saying he's healthy. We're just sitting them two in a row. He wasn't a bad slump. There are the trade rumors. Uh, you read into that what you may. Uh, Will Myers at first base, bat second. Matt Kemp in right field, batting third, with young Harris Salarte at third base, cleaning up. Then it's Dickerson in left, Schimpf at second base, Alexi Ramirez at short, Brett Wallace DHing, and Derek Norris catching. Uh, not too much time to talk about this, but are you surprised that Kemp is not DHing in the AL park, that he's in right field? Uh, well, except that it's, this, is a, this is a right-hander who's very tough on right-handed hitters, and he's in a slump. So I can see where you'd have a left-handed DH in there. All right, so there's, uh, there's Bills, because that was a big talk on Twitter today. Why not just put Kemp in the DH? Right. But especially if they want Upton to sit, it's already a short bench. Yeah, I like, you don't I have like that the left-handed power. You get, right. you get Dickerson in there and Wallace. And right. That's some power from, you know, from the left side. So. Yeah, we'll see what Wallace can do uh, with the opportunity. All right, uh, takes us to the Supercuts head-to-head challenge yesterday. The couch had Schimpf, who had that three-for-five day with the home run. Ooh. So finally a smart pick by the couch. Ooh. Now, they've been all smart picks lately. Four in a row by the couch matches Uh-oh. their season-long winning streak. Blooper getting nervous, and <laughs> Bill, <laughs> you're the first pick tonight, looking to make it an unprecedented I'm a, five I'm in take a row. Solarte. All right, going with Young Harvis, batting cleanup. Blooper, who do you take? I'm gonna go with Dickerson. 
Ooh. Interesting choices. All right, yeah. Schimpf. Uh, Ryan Babe Ruth Schimpf, not chosen by either side. Yeah. As we have Salarte versus Dickerson. Well, for the sounds of we got Cy Young on the mound, man. <laughs> yeah. Listen to this he, he doesn't lose, Aaron Sanchez. Jeez. At Supercuts, they pay attention to every detail. The cut, the lines, the hot towel finish, so you can feel sharp, clean, and ready to go. Find a Supercuts near you at Supercuts.com. We're back to wrap things up on this Monday edition of Padre Social Hour. Don't go anywhere. Get ready for every Padres game with us. Coming to you from inside the team store at Petco Park, this is Padres Social Hour. We're back tomorrow, same time, 3 o'clock. Randy Jones stays. Mike Grace will join us. Uh, so make sure you join us as well, too. We'd love to have you. Too uh, straight. Bill, yeah. Bill, a uh, very unique anniversary today in Padres history. Yes. Yes. The first playing of Hell's Bells. Uh, 19. Uh, uh, he, he had... What was really great is it was the night that Trevor got his 41st straight save, and that was also the first uh, the first playing of Hell's Bells, 1998. Classic. Right. Don't forget day. it. Yeah, and now you can't. I mean, what a great sound that right. was. It's synonymous with him to think oh, that right. he had that many saves without it. Right. It's crazy. That it was that late in the game that it actually came to be. Yeah, thank goodness he kept saving games for they not played it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, worked out well. it worked out pretty well. Well, the streak uh, ended the next night. Yes, that's right. <laughs> that's a good thing they didn't change the song, then right. just out of superstition. So uh, we shall see uh, what happens tonight. Again, join us tomorrow at 3 o'clock. And the Padres' uh, first time playing in Toronto. Hopefully they can get a win there. Let's and do start it. that historic march off on a good foot. Thank you, Bill. Thank you, Randy. Good job, Blooper, except for the contests. See ya.